The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast. It's starting the season, starting to come to an end. Callum, only really two teams proper to speak about tonight. Of course, Hearts, job done for them. No playoffs to uh, to manoeuvre, so it's... Uh, I was going to say it's going to be short and sweet, but with the news of this uh, Colts thing, it might go on for a wee bit, a wee bit longer. <laughs> oh, there's, definitely, there's definitely mileage in that. I think um, I was actually thinking today that I mean, it's, it's obviously only the third year that we've done the podcast, but this could be an unbelievably successful year for our podcast. Mm. If, obviously, Hearts have won the championship, but if, if Hibs have secured third place... If they win the Scottish Cup and if Edinburgh City come through the playoffs, then you know what a season for Edinburgh football that we would have. Incredible, it would be phenomenal. Absolutely, um, it, would, it was just such a like, especially seeing as some weeks we come on here and we're like, you know, what's that? Three defeats or well, this season three defeats, whereas it's been six defeats sometimes. Mm. Um, so, I well. Optimistic, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, for those of you are listening so far, myself and Callum may be this weekend taking in a taking in a sort of a, how do you want to call it an adventure, so to speak, from our house because uh, we live quite close to each other. So our houses to Tyne Castle, to Marine Drive, to Ainsley Park, to Easter Road, to Peffermill, and back to the house. I think we, what did we calculate it would be, Callum? Uh, you missed out Meadow Bank. Meadow Bank, sorry, yeah, of course. Miles, the the, never mind your seven hills of Edinburgh. It's the six grounds of the Edinburgh Football Podcast. Correct, um, and also our house. <laughs> <To add. laughs> I mean, that's no, no one. No one cares about that. No, true. Um, but no, we'll we'll, we'll uh, more more on that. Uh, hopefully, weather dependent this Saturday. You'll maybe we'll maybe go live on Twitter as we do it. Maybe collate a little video and keep you up to date, and and hopefully down the line people might might join us on. Cycle it or walk it There's a wee adventure for people to do uh, In their spare time But yes, tonight's agenda We're going to start with Hibs Then we'll go to Edinburgh City And then we'll finish with the Colts And then it'll be Prediction League at the end So Callum, the last five or Well, five days as a Hibs fan um, The season really coming into to its own for Hibs In the last uh, couple of weeks Third looked like it was wrapped up But it started to get really tense and we had that Scottish Cup sort of semi-final on the horizon too, but we've come through it fantastically in the last sort of five days. So, if you could sum up emotions sort of at the weekend, Callum, that was a a really professional... I mean, if you were to say what you wanted from Hibs probably prior to Saturday, kind of Hibs went out and done exactly that, Callum. Really, you know, really professional, 2-0 win and secured their place in the Scottish Cup final. I was absolutely delighted. If, if I'm honest, I thought that Hibs were brilliant all throughout the game. You go, you look at the previous two semi-finals, and when Hibs have been on top, they've missed the opportunity to go in front. You think back to Kevin Nisbet's header against Hearts, Jamie Murphy's one-on-one against St Johnston, and these moments came back to haunt Hibs, but this time... You know, Kevin Nisbet misses a chance with a lovely touch and turn. Mm. Uh, but then he takes a couple of minutes later, great finish. And look, people can go on and on about the fact that the second goal is offside. It certainly is offside, but you've still got to finish that. And I think every Hibs fan has seen Christian Doidge miss 
from easier situations and for him to confidently stroke that away it was just delightful to see really because Christian Doidge as I said last week is a big game player for Hibs he will be the match winner on Saturday and he continued that form through to Wednesday night and I'm just delighted that the big man is you know is such a phenomenal player since his uh, initial goal drought but then He's just turned it round massively. It's phenomenal to see. Hmm. Phenomenal to see. Jesus, hmm. can't even speak. Yeah, I mean, since what that game against St Johnston with November 2019, roughly, was it, Cam? Must have been about that. Early, early December, November. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. The run he's bought was a hat trick that day. Um, and. <laughs> As, as that picture, Callum, that you took on that day at McDermott, that guy's face, I think, summed up the whole of uh, Hibs fans' surprise. But since then, he's been like a different player. And, and I, re- I really like him. I, I know we speak about it every couple of weeks. We speak about him because, you know, Jack Ross said it himself. He's a streaky kind of player, isn't he, that Doidge? And he, he seems to be... I thought that was you that said that. Uh, was it me, was it? All oh, right, well, I'm, I'm maybe giving Jack... But I think Jack Ross said he, he is a, the type of striker that he, he goes on streaks. Um and he's shown that right now because his goal form of late has been has been superb. I think so. Um, no performance Saturday really good. I mean, I, I think I'm always you know what I'm like. I think you're always when we watch Hibs, you're always a more calm one. And I'm uh, any time the opposition cross the halfway line, I think they're they're going to win the game or score. Um, I think I think Dun United for me the, the Harks the Harks opportunity when when Shanklin slips him in, I thought that was a big chance. I was anxious at that at that moment, but. From then, you know, Hibs kicked on. You spoke about the Nisbet chance. It just went past the post. Irvin, uh, you know, Jackson, heavily involved in, in the goal. He was involved last night as well with a little flick. I was really impressed with him uh, last night too, um, I have to say. Um, I thought it was probably his best game for Hibs uh, last night. I thought Hibs as well. I, I think it's worth noting, Callum, a player that we've... Not because we've kind of put him into the slivka mode, really struggled to cement a... a a starting position at Hibs, but I thought on Saturday, Milka Halberg was uh, was fantastic on Saturday. Um, I was anxious before the game. No Gogic. How would that you know with a counter attack of Dundee United? But Milka Halberg and Newell, but Halberg especially come in almost out the cold really for a start for Hibs. Fantastic performance. Yeah, I mean, look, Milka Halberg. We've talked about him, and he is one of those players that. We're not sure if his best position has been found yet. Or he's he's just he's definitely got something. It's just what is that something? Mm. And I think uh, he came on against Motherwell in the last round of the cup, and he was brilliant. He was really strong, and I think that on Saturday there, what I really love about Melka Halberg is he is the first to back up his teammates, and you know it was. Hibbs wanted to kick the ball out and McNulty, like, as, as he's allowed to do, obviously, but McNulty kept the ball in and tried to run in um, and take advantage of it. And Melka Halberg was straight over giving him absolute dog's abuse. And I'm like, that is exactly what you want to see. And I, I, knew, I, I knew that was going to be your highlight of the game on Saturday. Obviously, it wasn't my highlight of the game. You know, my highlight was was the two goals and it was coming through in, in a in a semi-final after losing a couple this year and it was just that's that's what I want to see that's what I want to see it's just that's team spirit um, that's team spirit one in one in all in yep. you know none of this like nonsense uh, just like if someone's doing something then we're all in and Halberg 
he, he was doing it against Motherwell in the last round and like, like I said there's there's a player there Hibs just need to find mm. what system works for him almost because as you can see from games like Saturday when he's on the form he's a fantastic asset for yeah. Hibernian football club yeah I think you know for me Hibs and we've said it a lot of times this season Calm. when Hibs get the first goal it, you can see the the ability that we have because that second half I think Hibs on another day I think the Murphy chance the disallowed goal for Bo- the disallowed goal that uh, for 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 Doidge Hibs could easily have racked up three four goals on Saturday when it when it when it opened up Murphy comes on I thought Murphy looked great when he came off the bench calm uh, direct taking players on his shot from from the angle a really good save from from their goalkeeper. Um, Boyle's pace You know he was taken down A couple of times As I spread there Doidge gets a goal disallowed um, It's just so important I mean, Hibs, If Hibs can get the first goal They're like a different side for me uh, I was really impressed on Really impressed on Saturday um, I kind of don't, don't want to speak about The Scottish Cup final too much Because obviously It's in a week's time We're going to have a massive Yeah we're going to have a massive preview But what, what I would say is when Dundee United did sort of come back into the game, Hibs stood up to them brilliantly. And I think that just after uh, Hibs got the seconds, Lauren Shanklin's had you know his only real sighted goal. And Matt Macy does really well to get himself down. Because, I mean, I'm not, I can't quite remember how tall he is, but he's a big guy. <laughs> and it's, it's obviously harder for him to get down and make those saves. But he, he was really impressive getting down and it's a clean sheet that he kept on Saturday it's another clean sheet that he's kept against Aberdeen there and it's just obviously I, I think Marciano wasn't playing due to uh, what's going on in his homeland he said I think his wife was travelling back but there's for, for Matt Macy to step in and there was big doubts over him he's been solid Is it a decision now for Jack Ross for the big game at the end of the season now? Well, I think Macy's. I think Macy will play. Mm. Um, he's played in every single cup game. I genuinely thought that Marciano would come back in on Saturday, but he, he kept with Macy, and I think that. So excuse me, he'll keep Macy in again. In mm. um, Aberdeen last night, then I think that's uh, anything else from from. The, I think that's pretty much it. It was a solid performance, professional performance, and we handled the pressure. We handled the pressure really well. I think perhaps yeah. the, the, the experience. I think of maybe the pre the two previous semi finals. Um, Probably put Hibs in, in good stead. I think Dundee United looked that looked a bit played the occasion. I think rather than played the game. I think perhaps I think they maybe kind of got. I think their cup final perhaps was the Aberdeen game. It kind of reminded me of Hibs in the past when they've had a really good performance in a Scottish Cup and we've got to a semi final and totally or a final and totally um, kind of didn't even turn up. I think I kind of felt a bit that with Dundee United, but um, I was really impressed. Calm on, on Saturday. Anything else, Tad? To that, Saturday, no. Uh, I think everyone's been spoken about, it and they've all. Uh, it was a great team performance and thoroughly deserved win for us. Mm-hmm. Last night, watched it. Um, watched the game. I was like, I text you maybe 15, 20 minutes in. A little bit concerned about the start. I just thought we couldn't really get a foothold into it. I thought Aberdeen were keeping the ball pretty well. Uh, the Hendry chance that he, he puts over the bar. Um, but then you spoke about it on Calm. Doidge, fantastic goal. I think I spoke about it. Irvin's little flick. Doidge, little flick over McGeoch. Gets a slight f- flick off McGeoch's foot. And then Doidge, fantastic finish at the near post. Would, would, would I be disappointed with my goalie if Hibs had conceded that? I think probably. But I think Hibs done an Aberdeen under McInnes. 
if, if I'm honest. They def- defended well. Count- I thought Hibbs counter-attacked really well in the second half. Could potentially have created... When Murphy came on, could maybe have extended the lead. Irvin had a chance just after half-time. But again, Danny McGregor comes in. Outstanding performance. Gogic, outstanding performance. Irvin, outstanding performance. Um, Paul McGinn, I thought was outstanding again. Just what you're saying... Stood up to the task to go up to Aberdeen, clean sheet. Calm. before we came on, you reeled off the stats that Hibs have had up against Aberdeen. A fantastic three points to wrap up third. Yeah, I think, look, uh, it's the first time Hibs have gone back to back against Aberdeen since, I think, 2009. It's the first win up at Pataudry since 2012. And, if, well, May 2012, that's unacceptable, really, but... For a hip team to go up there and a lot has been thrown at Jack Ross's teams not being able to stand up in the big games. Two back-to-back, Hibs have gone out and won comfortably with keeping clean sheets. You know, and uh, I know that I've called Aberdeen a gang in the past and I genuinely think that they that really just refers to Derek McInnes because I think that Stephen Glass... Once he gets his players in, I think Stephen Glass will do well. Maybe that's just because I like Stephen Glass, but mm. uh, I think that Aberdeen will be a different different animal next year. They'll probably have sort of better players because I mean, you know, Hibs have won up there, but you know, Aberdeen started with ten men and a rat, and it just didn't pay off for them. So, absolutely delighted to see Hibs go up there and get the three points. Just huge, just huge, just. There's things like Hibs shouldn't be saying, like going to grounds and it being, oh, Hibs haven't won here in da 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 X amount of years. Especially when it's like Aberdeen, you know, if it's like a, a parkhead and an Ibrox and you're, you're like, okay, but it should never be Hibs are going to Aberdeen and they've not won there in nine years. That is an embarrassing statistic for Hibs, who are supposed to be one of the biggest clubs in the country. That has to be, that Hibs have to be better than that. And the fact that like, you know, the monkeys off the back, as it were, there, then Hibs can just kick on. Hmm. I was really, I, I was really, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Cal. I, I think Jack Ross said that he almost used that, he spoke about it last night, I thought his interview was, I thought his interview was really good um, last night, I thought he spoke really well. I think he was saying it's only, I think, maybe the fifth time in his lifetime that Hibs have maybe finished third. He spoke about the whole 0405, the, the length that we've gone. But he used the Aberdeen game up at Pataudry, that 2-0 game, where Hibs did not turn up. Two really terrible goals we, we conceded that night. Um, it's almost like he used that as a... What, what's the word I'm looking for, Calm? It was the, the sort of... Uh, catalyst. Yeah, the castle word, exactly. The catalyst for, for Hibs this season. And he said it was almost fitting that we wrapped up third by winning up there because that was the moment that this isn't acceptable. And Calm, I, I kind of want to speak about Jack Ross at this moment in time. Um he did come under because I, I, I seen on I seen online that he came under and a lot of Hibs fans doing that sort of where's all the Jack Ross haters now sort of tweets last night, um, but he did come under criticism after the defeat to Hearts under the defeat to St Johnston because it was of course Jack Ross came instead of the ship the points accumulation has been a total transformation since Heckenbottom went out, but his criticism came from the fact the big games and you mentioned it there a little while ago, Cameron, about being the big games that Jack Ross came under, but. Are we starting to see a different Hibs now under Jack Ross? Are we starting to see this this uh, resoluteness, this ruthlessness in front of goal 
it's starting to look really good. And he was saying that he want he Jack Ross himself wants to emulate uh, almost a Derek McInnes reign where Hibs are finishing third, fourth every season. I would hope there'll be a lot more trophies in there. I think that was the criticism that Derek McInnes came under. But it all sounds good because if Hibs can put a run now of because let's be honest, I know you like to call Aberdeen a gang or McInnes a gang, but the consistency that he had at that football club for the reign, thirds and fourths, maybe a little second in there, cup finals, if Jack Ross can emulate that, then Hibs, have potentially, Hibs fans have got a really good future ahead, albeit I'd like a couple more trophies in there, I'd have to admit that. Yeah, I think you look at Derry McInnes' reign at Aberdeen in one league cup in seven years yeah. for one of the biggest clubs in the country, and I do see that in like inverted commas, you take the Alex Ferguson reign out of Aberdeen's history and they're a nothing club in Scotland. So I think that Hibs should be looking to be top three, top two with within Scotland. You know, it's a big, big gap to try and close. But, you know, when Celtic have a season like they have done this year, when Rangers have had their seasons, you know, up until this season, you know, Rangers have been pretty basket case. So, what Hibs need to do is be be consistent, you know, because I don't think that it's the games against the old fund that will cost you finishing, you know, in, in the top places. It's the games where Hibs won't take maximum points against the team that finishes bottom, although to be fair this year they take maximum points from Hamilton. Um, you know, they take maximum points from Samir, but not doing that enough, you know. Mm. So it's, it's got to yeah, but it's all well and good. It's all well and good doing it one season, but can you do it season after season? That's what you know. Yeah, that's, that's not absolutely. And yeah. I think that next year is you know regardless of what happens in the Scottish Cup final, this this has been a very successful season for Hibs. But if Hibs top it off with the Scottish Cup win and finishing third, then Jack Ross is under a lot of pressure. I'm not saying that Hibs fans will expect him to replicate the the Scottish Cup win, but. He will be expected to have Hibs finishing third and being competitive in Europe. I'm not saying that Hibs should be going out there and winning every game in European football, but there shouldn't be any sort of malmos in there. You know, there's, there should there should be a, a level of competition of Hibs in Europe, and Hibs will have a decent bit of money next year as well. So I, I would like to think that he'll invest that in the squads because Hibs, if they're playing Thursday Sunday. And then, well, basically midweek, weekends, with all the games up until Christmas, you've got to think that the squad has to be bigger. So Jack Ross will have to improve mm. next year. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I know, and like, the, the big games was, was something. I, I, I'm not for a second saying that you were ever in the Jack Ross out camp. Calm, you weren't. You were. You, were, you weren't there. But you, you were needing. You were needing convinced of 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 a Jack Ross side in big games. The away record this season that's been that's been a phenomenal away, uh, yeah, outstanding away from home. We've now turned the corner. We've got ourselves to a cup final now. We've got third. Is um, are you all in, Jack Ross? Uh, you know, has has he turned the corner, or is there still, is it is it a, a win next week that might that might uh, turn that corner for you? Look, Jack Ross wins next week, and you know it's immortality. Definitely, there's there's no there's no doubt about that. Hmm. Uh, trophies do not come along all that often uh, at Easter Roads, and I think that if Jack Ross was to change that by, you know, if he if he was in charge of Hibs for four or five years and added a Scottish Cup and maybe like two League Cups, that would be phenomenal. I think that I I, I think that Jack Ross 
I always thought that there was something there and it was almost stupid but savable. And, you know, the way that Hibs have closed out the season with securing third place, I'd, I'd, I would, of course, if he wins the Scottish Cup next week, then I would be all in Jack Ross. But I think that I, even if Hibs lost, like, a game next season that, should, that Hibs should be winning, I wouldn't be sliding straight back into the Jack mm. Ross outcome. No. Yeah, you were never Jack Ross out, but you were understanding the criticism. Um, obvious, I think that. I was almost there. <laughs> um, Carl, when if if Hibs win next season, where does that uh, win uh, next week? Where does that rank in terms of a Hibs season? I mean, it's got to be. It's in my life, But even I mean, how how far do you go back? Because it, you're talking. The Scottish Cup. I, I know, of course, we won. We won. What was it? Three leagues in four years, or, or something like that, back in the the fifties. But 50s. yeah, you're talking. I mean, for me, you're you're talking from that era. I mean, I, I, you can speak about Turnbull's tornadoes, but there's no Scottish Cup in there. Was it? There wasn't. Was it a league title in there? No. no. There was. There was. There was a league cup in seventy two. So, as far as I'm concerned, you're talking probably the best Hibs season since the 50s since the famous five and I know that might sound does that sound is that outrageous I I think so I think that you're doing like the 70s a massive disservice when Hibs are sitting there challenging for league titles and coming in second etc then you know like let's 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 not disregard one of the greatest Hibs teams of all time by like you know I, I, I think I think that in terms, in terms of our lifetimes, it would probably be the best season that Hibs have had. Mm. And like, I, I, I don't think that you can sit there and say um, being the third best in Scotland winning the Scottish Cup would be, you know, like, yeah, I just, I can't see that being bettered by, you know, I think if, if you... As a single season? Hearts, as, a, as, a, as a single season? No, if, if, if you look at Hearts in... Yeah, the same time period, our lifetime, so the last well, 30 years, mm. then you're going for 2006 because Hearts won the Scottish Cup, finished second in the league. Mm. That's probably the best. It, it depends on how you look at it. Some people might say 98 because, oh, it was, but like if you're talking about league position and the fact that they won a trophy, then 2006 is the, the best season. Mm. So for Hibs, it would be it would be this season in our lifetime. Mm. Okay, right. I don't want to speak about too much about the Scottish Cup final because I will do that next week. Um, this weekend, I mean, we secured third last night, so perfect, perfect opportunity to rest players or give players like Murphy, I think, a start. Um, along no, those, no, no, absolutely not. Play no one that is going to be involved in the cup final squad. To- <laughs> Literally, put out, put out the eighteens. <laughs> okay. Like, there's enough. nothing. There's nothing for Hibs to gain by playing players that could, especially Jamie Murphy, who is made of matchsticks and glue. There is no point in playing him, a guy that is on loan from Rangers in Scott Brown's last game for Celtic. <laughs> so and who does that then? I'm David sure. David Gray potentially? No, no. Who, who starts? Murray Johnson, Ethan Laidlaw, Connor Young. Every single one of the under 18s starts for Hibs. I'm sorry, like, or get 11 fans together <laughs> and play them. Do not play. Like, any starters do not play. Mm. And I, I'm sorry, I wouldn't play Jamie Murphy either. You know, I, like, 100%, this has to be guys that are not playing. Mm. And the, the Scottish Cup final is far too important well, for 
a dead rubber against Celtic. Yeah, well, like, well, Hib, like there's, there's, it doesn't matter in terms of the league position. Hibs aren't going to finish third. Celtic are going to finish second. So mm. it doesn't matter. A ballot. Like, perhaps, we, perhaps we could put every Hibs fan that's renewed season tickets or, or away season tickets and they go into a ballot and the ballot's either you get a ticket for the cup final or you get to play against Celtic this Saturday. Perhaps that's yeah, one of the... <laughs> or surely, surely the, McGin- surely the McGinns have got cousins in that that can come in and play. May as well. Just let, just let anyone that turns up at Easter Road on Saturday afternoon. Oh, that'll be us then. Play. That'll be us just, on our walk. Just let them play. Uh, like honestly, just let them play because okay. I'm sorry, it's uh, it's pointless. If if Hibs put out anywhere near a decent team, I will be disappointed. Right, okay, I'd love to see a prediction here for the, at the end of the show. Then, uh, no, I've, already, I've already got Celtic by a few goals. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay, then we'll speak more about next week. But uh, I kind of don't want to speak too much because it's still a massive game to come. So. I was going to do speak about the season as a whole, but well, there's still there's still legs in this season yet for Hibs. Um, right on to to Edinburgh City then, and well, we can speak properly about playoffs because you know they they've been well a couple of seasons ago they were in there calm and we spoke about that, but they, there was defeat in the playoffs that day. But we kind of expected that with with the run they had. But Elgin, uh, we we put them in as favourites. We thought they'd go through. They have done. Um, massive week to go up to Borough Briggs and win 1-0 that was huge defining let, let's be honest absolutely defining um, well we're speaking so much about Hibs how important has this young lad been Josh Campbell on loan Ember City step up young man you know step up scores a winner up there scores the equaliser last night that's what you want to see from a loan player when you come in um, incredible Calm sum up the last sort of five days as an Ember, an Ember City fan I think that you're not quite on cloud nine, but you're you're starting to think. Here we go. Mm. You know, there's no. I think if you remember City fan just now, you're sitting there going, "Is that now? Eh? Is that now?" I think I think Edinburgh City fans probably need to just keep it at a sort of level that's bubbling underneath the surface because they can't get too excited just yet but mm. you know, I th- um, if, we, if we look at the two playoff games against Elgin I think that if, as soon as I saw that City had gone up there and won I was confident obviously it wouldn't be but I thought that even if Elgin had you know say it was the reverse result and it was 1-0 to Elgin I think that they're not a team that could have come and sat in to defend that lead. I think that they're a team that almost being in the losing position suited them mm. last night because mm. they they knew they had to go out and attack. And Embrace had something to hold. Embrace had something to hold on to, which allows Elgin to come out. Yeah. Yeah, and Elgin are the type of team that are better going forward than they are defending. So when when I saw Elgin in front, I thought I could I could see it coming, but. You know, Josh Campbell, step up, young man. Mm. Um, that is a fantastic finish. It's a fantastic celebration. Fair play to the, the garage crew down at uh, in Marseille who braved all types of weather <laughs> to enjoy that moment in, in the flesh. Mm. I thought that um, it, it, was, it was just lovely to hear a roar mm. when the goal went in because it deserved, it deserved oh. that roar. Like, Deserve like some some goals this season that have hit the back of the net. And you've just heard the ripple, and you've not had that. Yeah! you know, in, like the, one of the best sounds in football. 
And like, oh, sorry, two nights ago, hearing that was just oh, fantastic. And uh, great to see. And uh, I mean, Dumbarton, it's, it's there for them, eh? Mm. It's there for them. That's And that's like, you almost have to sort of sit there and go, right, just, just calm down, just calm down, because it's there. Mm. Well, you're playing against a team that got put in there. I think on the last the last game, you know, they're, they're not they were they were down there. So you're playing, but albeit I know they obviously managed to. I suppose this is the advantage that potentially Dumbarton have got over, let's say, eleventh place in the Premiership, for example. If you play against them, the chances are they're probably going to be in a bad run. Whereas Dumbarton have had to win a game to get into the. Do you know what I'm trying to say there, Cam? So they've at least won a game to get form to play in Borough City, if you know what I'm trying to well, trying to get at. I mean, Forfar were pretty much um, destined for the drop, and then I think, uh, I can't remember who Dumbarton beat, but they, they scored late on, and it came down to the the Clyde versus East Fife game, yeah. where if Clyde, had, Clyde needed to win to avoid the, the playoff, and they did, and I think that. I mean, if you look at Dumbarton, what was it? Um, you know, one nil over the finished one nil in aggregate. Two legs over Shana, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that that will have been a tough encounter. But I look at the Dumbarton team and I watched them against Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup, and they put a lot into that. You could tell um, they were very defensively sound, but that's that's not a game to judge them on because they're not going to play like that against Edinburgh City. They're not going to sit back and think, mm. you know. You know, Aberdeen, the Premiership opposition, we need to we need to come out and go at Inverse. And the first legs at home Monday night, I think that for me, I look at I look at the the Dumbarton squad. I don't recognise many names. That's you know possibly ignorance on my part that I don't know enough about hmm. uh, League One in Scotland. But you know, obviously there are some names that stand out, and you know Ross Forbes is someone that can cause Inverse problems. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, I kind of want to speak a little bit about about Josh Campbell, um, a player that actually got a little bit of minutes at Hibs. Uh, started twenty nineteen, I think, over pre season. I think we went down to, I think we he scored and he played down at Carlisle. Uh, sort of twenty nineteen, I think he might also played a home pre season game as well. But he's played, I think, now about fifty games. Uh, I was looking at the other night there about fifty games on loan, and it was interesting. I listened to the. To the radio, Calm. It was uh, last weekend. They were speaking about St Johnston and uh, obviously winning the winning the uh, the Scottish Cup semi final. And they were speaking about how St Johnston liked to get players out on loan, and 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 they went through the players that like Jason Kerr had played a lot of games. Queen of the South, East Fife, um, I think McCart perhaps had played lower league uh, football. Maybe Callie Thistle. I think Gordon had been on loan. Um, there was a number, I think Chris Kane had been on loan. Basically, I think it was uh, Alan Preston speaking about the amount of games that these young players had already. So when they went into St Johnston, the experience, you know, they're not coming from just playing under-18s games. Um, they've, they've played men's football in pressure environments. The experience that Josh Campbell's got, I think he was our broth. There was somebody else last season, but it was cut short because obviously of, of, of COVID. Um but this season alone, you know, there's Josh Campbell playing playoff games, pressuring environments, scoring two goals, sending Ember City through it to the playoff final. I mean, beyond this season, the experience this young lad's going to get, this could be a huge, this could be a huge pre-season for him next year. Do you think he can maybe force himself into Jack Ross plans, or are you thinking 
perhaps a loan to a, a, a lower end Premier League side, maybe a, an upper end championship. But, you know, a great loan for him. He, he, he's obviously looking at the experience that, you know, Ryan Porches had at Embraer City, the way that the effect that that's had. He'll be looking at that going, this has been a great loan move for me. Uh, I, I think, um, sorry, just first of all, ironically, I think that uh, one of Chris Kane's loan moves was actually to Dumbarton. Right. Uh, <laughs> but also, you know, you talk about the experience that Josh Campbell's getting playing week in, week out in League Two, and realistically, it's absolutely nothing uh, based on if he was playing in a coach team in the Lowland League. So, you know, you really have to measure those two on, on what has more um, stature, etc. But I think. Look, it's a massive pre-season for him. You know, Ryan Poch just came back from Easter Road, uh, sorry, from Edinburgh City to Easter Road, and Neil Lennon instantly was like, he's not going on loan again. He's going to be involved in the first-team squad. Josh Campbell, he's, he's at an age where he really needs to have a pre-season and be be part of a Hibs, Hibs squad if, if he's going to kick on at Easter Road, I think. Uh, you sort of look at Jamie Dullin and he's been on loan at Wraith last year in League One, on loan at Wraith again, and yeah, he's done well, but these two guys are getting to the sort of age, they're, they're you know, 20-21, where realistically, if they, need, if they want to make it, especially at Hibs, they're, they're going to need to be in and around on match days mm. at Easter Road instead of being loaned out again. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I mean... <laughs> It's a funny one because you know people develop at, at different ages, and it, I know what you're saying. And and the way that it seems to be in in Scottish football anyway is, if you're not ready at at twenty twenty one, then but then but then you look at someone like Martin Boyle, who's who's just got from strength to strength, and so it's it's there's no you know everyone develops at, at different ages, but I just think the experience. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that. No, I know. They, they need to be the finished article at twenty one, and yeah. it's all just. Um, sort of cut ties etc but you sort of look at well what I would say that both of these players have in their favour over an Ollie Shaw is they've gone out and got games they've Absolutely. started games they've yep. been, whereas Ollie Shaw stayed at Easter Roads yep. and just didn't didn't kick on didn't mm-hmm. kick on and obviously he's now at Ross County but you know Josh Campbell has played these games he's got that experience and especially you know a lot of people forget that League 2 and League 1 can be tough tough leagues to play in, especially mm-hmm. as a young striker against centre-halves that have been around the game for a long time and know every sort of little trick in the book mm-hmm. yeah. and how to, how to rough you up, etc. and get away with it. So I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's great experience for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And his, uh, his goal, um, his goal is only bettered by his celebration. I absolutely love that in the rain. I mean, Clinsman in the rain. I mean, that's what dreams are made of, Callum. You know, how many times you've done that at the park when you've uh, you've you've scored that goal to send you and your partner through in the uh, cuppy doubles? You know what I mean? It's. Uh... I mean, well, first of all, we never played cuppy doubles, so we just send that. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, you know me, Andrew. I do love an eccentric celebration. I have been known to go taps after fives, but I think celebration out of ten, Cal. Where's that rating? I mean, it's an absolute 14. It's a fantastic <laughs> celebration. You know, I'm sorry, you stick one top in and you do a cleansman where, like, to be fair, fans would have probably been, but... Well, you would have been there. there. That was Calm's Corner. Exactly, Calm's Corner, mate. Um, <laughs> but, uh, great story, great goal, great result. Edinburgh City, look, said it a few weeks ago, 
it'll be nice for them to be back at Middlebank uh, as a League One club, you know, because they played their first game of the Lone League at Middlebank, they played their first game in League Two in Middlebank, so playing their first game in League One should be in Middlebank. And I think that hopefully we'll be seeing that in a few weeks. Oh. Well, a week. Incredible. Incredible. What a turnaround. Yep, Dumbarton it is then. And it's on TV as well. Yeah. So I think it's. Unfortunately, no fans though. Yeah. So Monday and. Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday. Massive. What a week. What a week. Um, I'm quite jealous. I'm not in and around there and can't get fans in to, to, to experience that because what a, you know, biggest week for the club since, well, 2016, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, so and well I mean if you're looking for Romans it's on the Scottish Cup that year as well yeah. so there we go yeah um, certainly I know I... no you're right Cam <laughs> you're right you're right you're right absolutely bang on ok then um, so from the from the lonely I think I think <laughs> unbelievably I think we literally pressed stop on the on Anchor saved the podcast Go on Twitter just to see what had been going on, and the Colts news broke, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, oh, that was a why couldn't I have broke about two hours earlier? We could have spoke about it last week, but actually, there's something nice about it. But leaving it a week because we've got the the decision on it. Um, I think a wee while ago, Cam, we actually spoke on this on the debate about Colts, and as far as I'm concerned, I am actually in. Did I say at the time I was in favour of Colts teams being in the professional leagues, Calm, You can probably nod your head if I was. I think I, I was kind of in favour. I, 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 sort, of, sort of in favour. I think I'd probably go on. You know, I'm not passionate about it, saying it's make or break, but I wouldn't say I'm not open to the idea either. But for me, if you're bringing Colts in, do it properly. Allow them to be promoted. If, they, if you put them in the bottom tier, then do it properly. And put them in at tier six, uh, tier six, and allow them to be promoted. Allow them to finish bottom of the league, and 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 have them play in an environment where the results and people saying the results don't matter. Well, they do matter because they're still going to be in the league table, so they can still take points off other people. So to say that they're that they're 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 in there and it's not going to have any to say it's not going to have any effect on the pyramid is is a lie because they're going to take points off teams. So. It is going to have an effect on their pyramid. It's different if their points didn't accumulate to the league and maybe it had a... I know what I'm trying to say. If you're bringing them in, do it right, put them at the bottom tier and then they can be promoted. Then they can, then you can put an umbrella of how far they can go because I think Barcelona Bs and Real Madrid Bs and stuff, they can never be promoted into the top league. Fine. I think that's the rule. If you're bringing them in, do it right, put them in at the bottom level, and they can be promoted. If you decide and they get voted in at the bottom level, then, yep, put them in, they can, and there's no arguments for me. To say that it's a sink, Cam, you'll get your piece, don't worry. To say that this is going to be, to say that this is going to be for one season. So, one season in the Lowland League, if you take Stephen Gerrard's comments about this is going to potentially benefit the Scottish national team, one season in the Lowland League, is going to benefit Scotland's national team. No, do me a favour. This is this is not one season. There ha- there's going to be something next year. My initial reaction: next season, the League Two is going to be in, is going to be increased size. 
for me. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think these two Colts sides are going to put themselves right in the shop window to be two teams that go up into a bigger league too. That's, will other teams go up from high league and low league? Perhaps. It might become 16. That may happen. Um, but I think this is a way for them to put themselves in the shop window to get into the professional leagues. It's, it can't be for one season. It might be one season in the low league because there's probably a, there's probably a, a, a something else hidden underneath it for me. Um, in my opinion, do it right. Put them in the bottom league. And if they deserve to go up, if they finish top of the league and they go in the lone league next season, fine, because you're doing it right. And that is my opinion. I'm not against the Colts idea, but if you're going to do it, do it right. And that's that's kind of where I stand on it, Cal. I think it's a... Uh, <coughs> I need to clear my throat for this. I think it's a disgrace that it's come about. Uh, I think... Well, I've not listened to what the catch up podcasts has said and with George George Fraser on it and why he thinks it would be a good idea but for me I can't seem to find one at all the arguments for this proposal are an absolute nonsense the the monetary sum that is being offered to the clubs is a pittance a little over 3k and you know there's rumours that the clubs aren't even going to get the full sum is is not going to do much for every club in the loan league is a nonsense for me the <clears throat> the attendance argument is has been proven to be a falsehood as well you've got X amount of games involving the Colts teams in the Challenge Cup where you're looking at that, that and going well that's the other team's fans that have been there there's there's no fan of Rangers and Celtic who's going to pitch up at the Christie Gillis to watch a glorified under-18 team take on civil service and, you know, insert any other team in the lonely for that. I just I just can't see why they would think that that was a good idea. So the, the argument of it'll be brilliant for the turnstiles, etc., no, it won't. Um, the argument of it works in other countries like Croatia because they've got Colts teams in the second tier right? well the second tier of Scottish football isn't the Lowland League so there's a little bit of making up to do there and for all those people out there who are listening and think that yeah, well you tell me how many Croatians have made it into the national team that have played uh, Colts football, etc. Um, you know, did Luka Modric do it? Did Nico Cranchard do it? Did uh, Ivan Rakitic, etc. They all, they all played in their Colts teams, etc. I just, I just think that that's another one. That's, that's an absolute nonsense. You've got what happens if Rangers and Celtic finish first and second? Do they only put up the, the third place team as the champion club? Well, I think it is. That's, yeah, I think that's, they would that's, have to. That's, that's George Fraser's uh, Buzzwords Champion Club. You know, it begins to sound a little bit like Neil Doncaster. And I think when you're looking at the two, like, no one thinks that Neil Doncaster has any sporting integrity. So why would they think that George Fraser does? Um, that also works uh, in, in the, if they finish in the two bottom spaces. Does that mean the third bottom club gets relegated? Well, that's unlucky for Baylor Leaving because they seem to be buzzing to have them in the league. Uh, you've got Rangers and Celtic <laughs> withdrew teams from the reserve league mm. be 
because they wanted to have their players play sort of friendlies against English clubs, foreign clubs. Hibs have also withdrawn a team from the reserve league. You've also got, I think, Brentford down south were one of the first uh, sort of bigger clubs that did it. And look, like that's fair enough. But people are talking about, I think it was uh, someone involved at Cali Braves, I can't remember his name, was saying, you know, we need to be looking at a reserve league, etc. Well, there is a reserve league. It's just Rangers and Celtic didn't want to be a part of it. Mm. So just because they've thrown their toys at the pram about that, they should get to skip in here. Um, I'll continue. <laughs> the team's giving it big licks about playing the old firm and the stature that it gives the league. I'm looking at Vale of Leland and Gala. Can you get your tongues further up their backsides? I just think, what sort of self-respecting club do you have to be to think that an under-18 team really increases the stature of the league, the proposition, the, the sorry, the allure of getting sponsors in because Rangers and Celtic are there. I think that it just screams insecurity from these clubs. It's something that you look at and go, why do you think that Rangers and Celtic being in the league equates to your existence being bettered? Mm. It just baffles me. I think that you know, we're talking about Vela leaving there and why would you want two more teams in the league that'll pump you? But, <laughs> look, finally, finally, the, the biggest slap in the face is saying that, you know, this is being done uh, and it's a good thing for the league. The pyramid will not be affected by it and the, the sporting integrity of the game and everything. The sporting integrity of the Lowland League is that if you've got a spare 25 grand, you can bypass every other rule and get straight in. I think you look at the work put in by clubs throughout the east of Scotland and they've done X, Y and Z to try and get through and they've been told that if you had 25k, you could have got into the league. And then to further back that up, that ludicrous claim up, they were told that if they'd nominated a champion club, then they would have played in the Lowland League this year, which again speaks volumes of where the mindset of the people running the Lowland League is, because how fair is it to say to these clubs who haven't been able to kick a ball through no fault of their own, that if they just selected a club to go up, then they would have been... I just think that how removed from Scottish football do you have to be to think that that's a good thing to say to member clubs? And I just think that the whole sordid affair reeks and it leaves the reputation of the Lone League in absolute tatters. Mm. And, well, look, I say the Lone League in absolute tatters, other than five clubs who... who Sporting integrity above anything else. A cheap payday. And, you know, I would tip my hat to those five. Mm. No, and, and listen, we, we don't... We, you know, we've uh, been mates for a long time. We did a podcast today. We don't, we don't always agree on, on, on everything. I think at the end of the day, it had to... Um, the vote went to the clubs. The clubs have, des- have decided to, to put it through. I think you made some 
some of the interesting points. Something I'd, you always look at what happens if they finish first and second, and a chat is a good point. Do you make third place champion? Something I hadn't even thought about, Callum. Is I don't think they will, but if they finish, <laughs> if they finish bottom and second bottom, are you really going to relegate? Third bottom of the league. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible that in itself. Something I just did not. It just, it doesn't come to your mind automatically. You always think. Well, well, obviously it doesn't come to your mind because Vale are still in the league and no, but it's a, bottom, yeah, but, but it's, but it's, but it's a, an incredible. But it really is. Are you really gonna relegate third bottom? I don't know. And I, you know, I'll, I'll put my hand on my heart. I, I don't know the full details of, of, of the ins and outs. I, I haven't read every single article, listened to every single part of it. So I'm not gonna speak here like I know everything. About it, um, just for for me looking at it, I'll say it again. I, I'm not totally against the idea of of the Colts, but for me, if you're gonna do it, do it right and put them in the very bottom tier. And and then for me, no one's got any arguments because, well, sporting integrity is still there because they bomb joined the bottom of the of the pyramid. Nobody can if it's if they're voted in and allowed to join, then no one's got any arguments if they, if they get promoted. Um, you know, yeah, like Andrew, I will. Absolutely agree with you there. If Colts teams were put in at a certain level um, at the bottom of the pyramid and they worked their way up, and even then, if they got into League Two, then I would sit here and be like, no, they have earned that right. Yeah. They deserve to be where they are. But, and I cannot stress this enough, you cannot claim to be a bastion of sporting integrity when you are willing to accept a paltry sum of £25,000 per team to join and skip several rungs of the ladder. It is an absolute farce. Mm. Okay, right, uh, we'll move on. I think there's only one place to do it. It's, uh, it's a prediction league, Cal. And it's, uh, where do we stand then? How are we, how are we going to run it this week? So we've got a Saturday game with Hibs. We've got a, a, Monday, a Monday game with Edinburgh City. And then uh, this is this is it. I've 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 not I've not yet done the done the results, so I don't know who's who's moved where. And realistically, I mean, can we do? Can we? I mean, is what was last week the last week, or how are we doing this? I think I think I think we go. I, I mean, I think we go Saturday, Monday, Thursday. And and we stop there, and I think we have one last oh, one. I swear to God, if I am not, I am not doing predictions on the Scottish Cup final. Right, we we'll leave um, it then. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it either. Okay, there's three games left, and that's it. There's three games. Um, it's it's Hibs yeah, this weekend, right. and it's a, it's an Edinburgh City double heading against Dumbarton. And then and then we just we just leave whoever whoever wins there. That's that's what we do. And I think I'm I'm more than happy to I'm more than happy with that. I mean, well, it's it's a quick turnaround for folk. We will need to be pushing the predictions because obviously it's it's Saturday at half past twelve and it's Thursday night now. Night. So we'll do our best. We will do. Right then, we'll go for it. So it's um, Hib Celtic, Cal. Uh, I am going to quickly just draw my wee table that I do for us putting our results in. Before I give you that, I've already got my, my answer. It's 3-1 Celtic. Mm. I'm going to go 0-3 to Celtic. 0-0? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, God, if I put an under-18s, Calum, that you'd want it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but 
in what world does any nah, you're right. fan you're right. care about this result? Yeah. I genuinely don't care. Yeah. I... City Dumbarton. City Dumbarton, right? Is it? It's it's it, it's at Ainsley Park first. So it's Ainsley Park first. I'm going to go two one City. Do you want to say? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go 2 on City as well. I'm going to go 2 on City too. And then, uh, yeah, Dumbarton City. I'm going to go one each. One each, I think. I think. Aye, uh, one each. I think another late drama, maybe. Do you know what, actually? I'm going to change my first one, Calm. I'm going to go the exact same. Uh, as this playoff panned out, I'm gonna go one nil to City at home, and I'm gonna go two two. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go two two in the second leg. Two two away. Yeah. Uh, Although it's different know. because obviously venues are different in terms of being home and away. But uh, of course, uh, first game one nil, second game. First game one nil, second game two two. Uh-huh. There we are. Well, it's a huge one for for the guys. I think. Um, well, all it takes is one unbelievable week, and you could potentially get a winner. You could pip Susan uh-huh. to the pip Susan to the post if. If said Susan is still top, I think so. Susan deserves so, it. Susan deserves it. Led from led for a long time. Pretty much from the off, Susan has been at the at, at the top of the leaderboard. So realistically, Susan is a worldly champion. Mm. And if they lost just now, it would be it would be harsh. But Callum, can I ask one question before we go? Um, the lot of arguments this. A lot of uh, a lot of arguments. You're, you're probably not going to get my point here, but you will, and you'll probably laugh when I say it. Uh, a lot of arguments were made over the course of the season of who was worst champions, Celtic or Liverpool, um, in terms of putting up a fight for their title. So, where would you put James Graham, last season's uh, champion, <laughs> in that? Because... I think, I think, um, <laughs> um, John, John, I actually think that he got a correct score at the weekend. Um, I'm sure he had 2 0 uh, Hibs, but um, that there's been some defence of, of his crown there. I think he's still got it in his Twitter bio, um, but uh, <laughs> well, is he inaugural? He's an, he, he is the inaugural winner, to be fair. So. He'll always be the first. Okay then, right, thanks for listening. Make sure you get your predictions in. Half past 12 on Saturday's a cut-off. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with Edinburgh City potentially in League One. And we'll also be back with a preview of uh, Edinburgh... Shall I start a bit again? A preview of Hibs in the Scottish Cup final. Massive week. Uh, Make sure you get your predictions in. I've been Andrew, I've been joined by Callum, and that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.